Live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet. Live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and TuneIn. Now, here's your host, Chris Palme. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 10 of Live with CDP Sports Talk. Again, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles. Or give them a call at 519-824-0210 or email them at info at barrycullen.com as well. And again, live with CDP Sports Talks is on weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern on WQEE 99.1 FM in Metro Atlanta, the home of Southern Talk in sports as well. I'm looking forward to my guest today. It's his first appearance on him. First time on here. His name is Ben Wasserman. He is a content creator, the host of the Ben Wasserman Show, and he's also now a serious XM intern working with Fight Nation. And I believe he's also a New York Yankees fan as well. So just bear with me, and I'm going to bring on my guest Ben. Good morning, hey, Ben. How, How you doing? doing? I'm doing amazing. Thanks for having me on. Excited to talk some sports. Excited, excited to talk to you. Yes, I'm a big Yankees fan. Garrett Cole day today, so I'm pumped about that big series against the Red Sox. So happy to be on. I did get your last name right, I, I hope. Wasserman, yeah. Wasserman, okay. Just wanted to double check. That's one thing I try to pride myself on is trying to get my guest's uh, last name right. If I'm not sure, I'll ask as well. Yeah, no, you killed it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, hey, like I said, uh, the Yankees, I believe, lost last night to Chicago, but I guess they got a, a big weekend series against the uh, Boston Red Sox. Yeah, well, it was a doubleheader, so they lost the first game 5-4, to four, and then they won the second game. I believe it was 3-0. I could be wrong on that. Uh, they lost the series overall to the White Sox. They're really missing Aaron Judge, but big series coming up against the Red Sox, and then next Tuesday and Wednesday, against the Mets. So it's a very exciting stretch coming up. Overall, they're in, what, third place in the East, 37 and 27. What's quick thoughts on the Yankee season so far? I think it's been good. I mean, you look at their starting pitching, that's ravaged with injuries, right? Luis Severino just came back recently in these last three weeks. They haven't had Carlos Rodon. They had to rely heavily on Garrett Cole, which is fine. He's doing his thing, but they've also had to rely on guys like Domingo Herman. And, uh, you know, Johnny Brito is getting starts. Randy Vasquez started yesterday. And uh, Nesta Cortez is injured. So starting pitching has been really injured. But the bullpen has been number one in the MOB. That's the biggest strength of the team. They've been awesome. And then the lineup, the lineup is what it is. It's really dependent on, you know, what Aaron Judge does. And he can't do anything if he's not in the lineup. So they're really missing him. But overall, I think it's been a great season so far. So far, you said they're in third place in a really competitive, really, really good AR East. So if you're a Yankees fan, you got to be happy with their, with what they're doing. And hopefully they could win these next two series and uh, really get these wins without Aaron Judge in the lineup. 
Yeah, because right now I'd say the only team that's really out of it in the AFC, the AL East right now would be Boston. Uh, obviously, Tampa Bay. What now? This team doesn't. I don't know how they do it, but they just win every year with their payroll and their farm system. The Tampa Bay Rays, and then Baltimore has uh, uh, surprised some people this year, and then obviously the Yankees and the Blue Jays. But I, I feel two out of those four teams should make the playoffs. At least yeah, I 100% agree with you. What Tampa does every year is phenomenal. Lots of credit to their, you know, general manager, managing staff. And then also Kevin Cash seems to always make the right moves with lineups and whatnot. And, and all their guys just, just do their job to get great pitching, great hitting every night. What Baltimore is doing is awesome. Very happy for their fans. Adley Rutschman is a flat-out superstar. And, yeah, I, I would agree with you that Boston is probably the only team that won't make the playoffs or the only team that might be the weakness of that division. I'm just lucky my team is in the AL Central, which is probably the worst division in baseball. But uh, the Detroit Tigers, I just don't think will uh, run for that division. But uh, I was just no. sure they would be competitive. Um, I think Miguel Cabrera, obviously a Hall of Famer. I think he he hung on a little bit too long. But I'm hoping AJ Hinch and Scott Harris, who's their new president of baseball can get the team turned around because it is a great baseball market with great tradition. And I miss seeing the Tigers play your Yankees in the postseason as well. Yeah, that was some pretty good series back in the day. Miguel Cabrera, I can't believe that he's still playing, to be honest. I just saw a video of him uh, either this morning or yesterday of like him in the dugout. He did something, but he's been playing for so long. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. But you mentioned A.J. Hinch. I think they have a great manager as much as I don't personally like him because of his time at the Astros. Yeah. You know, you got to have a good manager if you want to win in baseball. Definitely. So we'll get into some questions, Ben. Uh, I'm out of uh, a city called Guelph, Ontario, which is about an hour from Toronto and only two hours from Buffalo. Um, I am assuming you're out of uh, New York area. I'm in New Jersey right now. Northern, Northern New Jersey. Okay. How's things there right now with the, uh, Unfortunately, with the uh, wildfire fires yeah. here in northern Ontario and uh, in Quebec, they have uh, been pretty bad for everybody. Yeah, it was pretty bad Tuesday and Wednesday. You walk outside, you smell smoke, you look at the sky, it's all hazy. You can barely see the moon or the sun or anything. I was in New York City on Wednesday. It was honestly pretty scary just looking outside around 2 o'clock. I'm sure you saw pictures of Yankee Stadium. Yes. Um, but right now it's good. You know, I, I actually haven't gone outside today, but when I was outside yesterday, I didn't smell any smoke and everything's getting better. As we said, the Yankees played yesterday. So that means that it's getting better. And, and obviously my thoughts and prayers with people in Canada, it's just a scary situation. Definitely. And uh, they said up to people in the country of nowhere, Norway were getting the, the, the smell as well from the winds and uh, hopefully rain. We need rain here in, uh, we got rain here in the, the Toronto area this morning, but we need rain uh, all across Ontario and Quebec as well. So yeah, yeah scary, sure. scary stuff, scary stuff. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this happens every year in California. It's just, yes. it's just unfortunate, but yeah, I think rain should be on the way soon in the tri-state area. So I, I, it's getting better, so that's a good thing. At least here, I'm not sure how it is in Canada. Definitely, definitely, we need the rain. Um, ben, we're gonna get some some questions. As you know, I'm out of Ontario. Can you tell my audience just a a little bit about yourself and uh, where did you attend school and when did you decide you wanted to pursue a career in the broadcasting media industry? I'm a, I'm trying to get into this as well, into the radio aspect. 
Okay, so I'm going into my senior year at Penn State University starting in August. And um, I'm 21 years old, as I said, live in New Jersey. When did I decide I wanted to get into sports media? I would say two years ago, I started my TikTok. Shout out to my girlfriend with that. I started making TikTok videos in December of 2020. So actually coming up on three years soon. Just made videos talking about the Yankees, Devils, Jets, Penn State. And, um, you know, I just kind of fell in love with it. I love sharing my opinions and just talking sports. And then I started getting more into sports betting. So I give out daily sports betting picks. I'm not the best sports better, but it's a form of entertainment for me. And I like, you know, talking about the sports betting line, looking at the lines, different angles that you could play there. Um, so, yeah, you know, every single day I think about how I can create content, how I can make people laugh and uh, interning with SiriusXM has definitely been great for me. Also, that started two weeks ago, learning more about the radio side, you know, all the work that goes into doing daily radio shows from the producing to what the hosts have to do. So all in all, you know, after I graduate, I really want to pursue even bigger role in sports media, whether that's me hosting a show or me creating content for a company or whatnot. So I think that uh, I, I hope that helps a little bit. Yeah, my story is I'm almost 51. A couple of years ago, I got the taste of the broadcasting bug doing some camera work, which I'd never done before. And the, the camera work led to me uh, doing my podcast show. And then I uh, just joined TikTok three years ago as well. So our stories are similar, except the age differences. But you know what? Everybody in this industry, they they've not... They don't care about my age and everybody in this uh, industry has been so supportive. And uh, today is my 285th podcast show since March, 2020. Thank you. Let's go. I love that, Chris. Well, I yeah. In the industry, coming from somebody who doesn't work full time, but just has talked to a lot of people and has gotten to do a lot at Penn State with, with different shows, radio and television. The biggest thing is just connecting with people. And like you said, Everybody has been supportive to you. Everybody has been supportive to me. So just connecting with people and growing your network is really how you can, you know, get roles, get experience and gain knowledge. That's that's the biggest thing that I've learned. And, I, and I'm only 21. So. Uh, and the thing is, too, I'm I, I might be a little bit older than you, but I love the learning aspect of it. And I want to continue to keep learning in aspects, uh, every aspect of it as well. And one thing as well is this podcast started out local and now I've had guests on from five different countries. So um, I'm very lucky. Like I said, I, I find the guests make a podcast. I'm just the host and uh, everybody's been really great. And especially you, Ben, for wanting to come on my show as well here in oh, Canada. Of course. I, I rarely say no to people. I don't think I actually ever have unless like we can't come to a, a good time agreement. But, you know, I take it as an honor if people want me on their show. So I love it. And uh, you mentioned this too. Um, connections are huge in this industry. And uh, I've made quite a lot through Canada and the States as well. And uh, just take one show at a time and, and just work on it. And uh, I like your story as well, Ben. Yeah, thank you. And one show at a time, I like to preach positivity. I like to preach one day at a time, just focus on the present. You can't get wrapped up too much in, you know, what happened yesterday or two months ago or what's going to happen. Just, you know, just work every day. And I'm sure you do all the behind the scenes work with your show, getting guests and maybe editing some clips. So it's definitely a grind. But if you love it, like, you know, you and I do, then it's fun. 
Yes, after you today, I have another four podcast shows coming up in the next two and a half days. So, wow. but uh, I love it. I, I it's it's a lot of work, but I really love it. It's it's not you know what I mean. If you have a passion for something, it doesn't really feel like work. Yeah, exactly. Just got to enjoy the ride. Absolutely. This this question I wanted to ask you as well, Ben. Um, who were some of your mentors when you were first starting up and uh, in the in the broadcasting industry as well that you you looked up to? I think there's a lot. I've I've connected with a lot of people on LinkedIn. I've connected with a lot of different TikTok content creators. Mentor per se might be a little difficult for me because like I just kind of create my own content and I haven't worked like with SiriusXM. It's just an internship and it's only been two weeks. Um, But I would say these two names that I'm about to say have really helped me and it's been a good connection. You know, I see what they're doing. And it gives me confidence and it inspires me. First one's Alex Day. He came on my show, uh, what was it, a few months ago, I believe. And uh, we've stayed connected. He works for Overtime. And he used to work for the Yankees as like a video editor. And now he does his own thing, creating content for Overtime. And it was great talking to him, hearing his story. And then the other one is Johnny Lazarus. Um, He does a lot with the NHL, doing their Stanley Cup pregame show, Stanley Cup like live show. And he also writes for Hockey News. Those two guys have been a great contact for me because well, it helps that they're younger and they just kind of inspire me. I see them doing great stuff in sports media and uh, it gives me a lot of confidence in myself. Absolutely. And I've had some guys on here as well, like uh, Eric Smith from the Toronto Raptors, Chuck Swarsky from the Bulls, uh, Dan Shalman from ESPN and the Blue Jays on. And uh, they're, they're just great guys to talk to. And they're very supportive of what you're doing and stuff like that as well. Yeah, there's so many more mentors. I, I don't want to like bash anybody, but those are just the two that came to mind quickly. I, you know, I thank everybody that's ever came on my show, like Keith McPherson, Michael Fliegelman, and yep. I've talked to a lot of Penn State alumni like Sweeney yep. Murdy. So as I said before, it's it, there is no downside to reaching out to people. And the worst they can say is no. And I would say about 98% of the people I've reached out to have, have said yes to me. Yeah, that's great. And one thing too, um, my uh, I've had a lot of successes doing this, but I've also had some rejections. But you don't take the rejections personally. I use it as motivation to uh, continue to get better at every show. Yeah, exactly. I've had a lot of rejections with internships. You know, I was definitely fortunate to land SiriusXM, but before that, I got you know rejected from other companies. I won't name it or anything. Um, but mm-hmm. as you said, it just let it motivate you, and it, you know it, it's all part of the story when you're all said and done. So. That's uh, definitely great. Now, I got to ask you this question as well, because I'm a content creator as well. Um, can you just tell us about your role as a content creator and tell the audience how much work it is? Because I, I know this past year, I did about 8,000 minutes of content uh, creations. Wow, that's a lot. I probably, I have no idea how much I've done. I don't really track it. Um, but yeah, I make uh, daily content on TikTok at Ben the Sports Guy. As I said previously, sports betting picks, but now I've uh, gotten into more highly edited videos and, you know, I just like to share my opinions on, you know, a a game recap or talking about an injury or talking about a subject, talking sports betting, really anything that's on my mind. I just like to express it and make content about it. And uh, then I also do make content 
for this company called Basketball Today. I make I used to make basketball videos for them. Now I make hockey videos, and then we do a live show at Penn State. So you know, it definitely is a lot of work. I think the most work for me is with my podcast and show, the Ben Rossman Show. Uh, not so much like the preparation, getting guests, but just like post production, cutting clips, posting it everywhere. You know, um, yes, I'm not complaining about it. That's definitely the most work. Making TikToks and, and editing on Premiere is work as well. Um, but I love it and I enjoy it. So so that's kind of my role as a content creator. I was going to say the one thing I still need to work on is doing editing, video editing. So that's something I need to learn as well. Uh, and, you, and you mentioned your internship. I do volunteer work here with uh, uh, Rogers TV, which is a major cable company that owns uh, the Blue Jays and stuff like that. Just tell my audience how important volunteering or internships are into getting into this uh, industry. Yeah, I think it's huge. I mean, you see um, right in front of you, how something gets done, whether that's TV for Rogers Network or radio for SiriusXM, you see everything, you network with people and you learn and you could learn either that you love whatever you're watching TV or radio, or you could learn that maybe that's not for you. And it, I think it's a it's the best path for younger people or people that are trying to get into the industry because it's a smaller risk than maybe taking a part-time or full-time job, you know, being a producer somewhere. If you do an internship first, then you know exactly what you're getting into and you could kind of use it as like a trial run. Absolutely. And doing volunteer work, I get to see the TV side of productions as well as the radio side on my show as well. And I believe your show is similar to mine. I'm on live stream and then I download it to my audio platforms as well. Yeah, I do. Mine is live streamed on my Twitter and I upload it on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and I promote it on my TikTok. So it's not everywhere per se, because I know there's like a million different <laughs> services, but it's in the big ones, which is good. Yeah, it sounds like you're on the right path. And, and if I could go back 30 years, I wish they had this technology back in the uh, early 90s because I, I definitely would have taken broadcasting. I just, when I was your age, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had passion for sports, but unfortunately they didn't have all this technology back then. Yeah, I'm definitely lucky. It's, uh, I, I like to call it like the golden age. You know, every single day you have more and more, more and more of an opportunity to grow your brand, personal brand, and, and get yourself out there. So I'm definitely very fortunate um, of the resources that are available, both online and at Penn State as well. Same here. And uh, one thing, too, is um, it takes time to build up your audience. But I was just told, don't worry about the numbers right now. Just focus on getting good guests and having good shows. And eventually, the numbers will come in the future. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is authenticity. People want to know who you are, you know, how you act. You don't want to act differently. Just be yourself. Like, I'm kind of crazy. I'm funny. I'm goofy, kind of dumb sometimes. And that's what I portray, whether that's on Twitter, on TikTok. So just being yourself and like knowing who you are and expressing that is big. And uh, what you said about the podcast, you know, getting good, good guests definitely helps. But I would say also just knowing how to tell stories and, and, you know, just knowing how to effectively like show your opinion without sound, sounding like a brick. Storytelling is huge. And I, I love it because Ben, every time I have a guest on, they share a story with me or two that I didn't know about. And then I can share some stories of my, uh, my uh, life experiences. Wow. You're right. Storytelling is huge. Yeah. It's massive. And, and you know, 
stories you learn from that as well and people love listening to them when you turn on the radio and those guests or when you look at a tv like documentary stories like a lot of people listen yep. and watch those so um it's it's definitely great entertainment I know when I first started this up during the pandemic, um, I wrote everything down. And one of my guests, Eric Smith, the voice of the Raptors, gave me some advice. He goes, it's okay to write points down. But he goes, talk to your guests like you're at an arena or you're out in the city or whatever. It makes for better conversation. Yeah, 100%. And that's something that I stress a lot on my show and stress a lot at the shows that I do at school. I don't want my guests to come on and feel like they're getting hammered with questions like they're at a press conference. I'm just trying to be a normal dude and try to talk to you like, you know, we're eating hot dogs together at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And I got to get back there. I was, I've was i been to Yankee Stadium, the new one, uh, once in 2017, and I loved it. I, I, I paid more attention to the stadium than I did the game, so I'm definitely going to have to get back there to watch a full uh, Yankees game. Great tradition in New York City, and I like what, what they did with the new stadium. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I'm going to City Field on Wednesday. That stadium, I would say, is... I hope people don't get mad at me for saying this. It's nicer, but the vibe at Yankee Stadium... You know, one Monument Park, the history, and just the overall fans with the bleachers, that's better and it's more fun. But you're right. Yeah, Yankee Stadium is awesome. And I, I, uh, I've been there a bunch the past uh, probably three, four seasons. Yeah, I've been to New York a couple times and I, I, I love the city, Madison Square Garden, Yankee Stadium. But on my bucket list for the next time is City Field because I want to see how, how good it is. Yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll, let you know on Thursday morning after I see them Yankees Mets play on Wednesday night. I went there, what was it, four summers ago with my mom. Uh, it was definitely really nice, but I know Steve Cohen made a lot of renovations. He got a huge scoreboard. They added a Mets Hall of Fame, a few statues. So Steve Cohen's doing a good job with the stadium. Maybe not the best job with the team right now, but yeah, you're right. City Field and, and Yankee Stadium, they're definitely uh, great spots to visit if you're not from the area. And what I like about New York as well is not just the sports teams. It's a great history, especially in New York. It, the San Francisco Giants started out in New York. Uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers, the, the Brooklyn Dodgers, just the history of the game and stuff like that. And do you ever feel New York could support a third baseball team again? Or do you think that, that the Mets and the Yankees would never let that happen? Uh, they could support it, you know, in Brooklyn. But I don't think uh, I don't think it would be the best fit. I think the the best move right now for New York sports is to get the Giants or to get the Jets back in Queens, to get the Jets their own stadium in New York City. I think that would be the best move right now if we're talking New York sports. Um, I, I don't know if they could support a third team. They definitely could. I mean, there's the resources, the money, the fans. But I think the better move and the easier move would to get the Jets back in Queens. Yeah, they used to play at Shea Stadium. I think their last year there was 1983 when I was 11. I'm agent, and I remember when they played at Shea. And then I think it was 1984 they moved to uh, uh, Giant Stadium at East Meadowlands as well. How far is uh, the current stadium from New York City? Like 15, 20 minutes? Not that far? From MetLife, you said? Yeah, from MetLife to yeah, uh, like New York City. Yeah, yeah, it's like 20, 25, if I'm remembering. Like. I took the bus home the other day. We passed it. And I think from Port Authority to MetLife Stadium, it was like 20 minutes. Okay. So, I, I'm going to yeah, put you on this. MetLife Stadium is not the best. So that's why I'm kind of preaching. 
for the Jets to get their own stadium. I'm going to put you on the spot here right now. Who has the best stadium and arena in New York City in the New York City area? The Garden. The, I mean, Master as Garden. much as I don't like the Rangers because I'm a Devils fan, there's just something special. special at at that place. There's, there's a lot of special qualities about Madison Square Garden. My first time there, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I went there in 2019 before the pandemic. Me and my friend Karen were on a bus trip. We went, we got great tickets, great seats. And uh, during the second intermission, hey, let's go down this stairwell. And unfortunately, we went down the stairwell and it took us outside the arena. Thankfully, uh, a security guard, Charlie, saw us. I explained to him our situation. And instead of saying, hey, you got to leave, you can't come back for the third period against Carolina. It was like a scoreless game. He let us back in the arena. And uh, I was so appreciative because I said to my friend, you would have killed me if, if we couldn't get back in the arena for the third period. That's a wild story. Yeah, the, the garden's been around forever. They did some renovations on it a few years ago. As much as I love Yankee Stadium, the history – of Madison Square Garden is is really what puts it over the top. Good choice. And uh, I still would like to see the New York Islanders new arena as well. I believe that's in Queens, I guess. Yeah, it's right on the border. It's uh, in Belmont Park, which is technically in Queens, but everybody yeah. says it's on Long Island, which is technically by the address is not right, but whatever. Okay. We're going to get to some more questions. We'll wrap this up uh, at the 40 minute mark. Um, when Ben, when did you decide to start up your own podcast show and what were some of the challenges at the beginning and, and where can my uh, Canadian audience again, follow your, your show on all the platforms, the major ones as well. So you could see my show on Apple, Spotify. My YouTube is just my name, Ben Wasserman. You should see a picture of me um, in a Penn state whiteout game. And um, yeah, so when did I start the show? So I originally did a hockey show called Puck Talk. I did that sophomore year and I stopped it just because I wanted to become more broad. I didn't want to be so niche with just hockey. So I just sw switched the branding of that show, which was called Puck Talk into mine, the Ben Wasserman show. And I got um, like a new logo. It's not really a logo. It's just me with uh it's just a picture of me, and then it says the Ben Wasserman Show when you see it on Apple or Spotify. So I started that in um, January of this year, or December, and I've been doing it. I try to do at least one or two episodes a week. I would say the biggest difficulties of starting a show, of a solo show, is kind of like just knowing how to speak and do it. Like the first time I did a solo show, it lasted like six, seven minutes because I was just nervous. And I just had yep. like no idea what to talk about. I didn't have experience. So I think that's the biggest thing, just being comfortable, just talking by yourself with no help. Um, I don't think there's any other difficulties. It's hard to grow. My show doesn't get a whole lot of viewers, but just get the word out there, whether that's on Twitter, or Instagram and uh and that's it. I, I don't think there's a, there's a whole lot of difficulties per se, besides just being a solo host, which, you know, could take a minute to get used to. Yes. Uh, when I started this show, um, I couldn't get guests on the first four months. I admit I was awful, but I had one guy from TSN in the National Lacrosse League, uh, Pat Gregor, great guy. And if, if you ever like lacrosse, he's a guy to have on your show. He believed in me and he just said, keep working at it, keep working at it. And then sooner they, I had one guest on from LA, it led to another. And what we're doing both right now, Ben, is creating a video uh, resume of our work. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. 
Um, this one question you've already answered, uh, but I'll ask you this as well. What, uh, being a New York Yankee fan, uh, what has been some of your favorite Yankee moments in your life? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, so it says, how long have you been a fan? That's my whole yep. life since 2002 when I was born. Best moments, I mean, obviously the 2009 World Championship was amazing. I don't remember it like a whole lot because I was young, only seven years old. So they need to get another one so I could vividly remember it and experience it again. And then some other great moments, 2017 playoff run, although that's a little tarnished now because the Astros cheated, but just, you know, that team really had no shot of winning the World Series. That's what everybody thought. And nobody even thought they were going to make the AOCS. And they were up three games to two against the Astros in the AOCS. And that whole playoff run was just awesome. Todd Frazier hitting, getting big hits. Masahiro Tanaka absolutely dominated. Um, and, then, you know, there's, there's some other good playoff runs, but they haven't been able to get over the hump since 2009. Um, I went to a game last year. Well, they were facing the Astros. There was a Sunday day game, and they really got no hits for like the six, first six innings. And then DJ LeMahieu got a home run in the eighth, I believe. They were able to tie the game. And then Aaron Judge hit a walk-off in the bottom of the ninth or the bottom of the tenth. That was definitely a great, fun game to go to. Um, th there's been a bunch, but, I, you know, of course, the 2009 World Series, even though I was young, has to be number one. Yeah, growing up here in the seven, late 70s, uh, as a kid, uh, my first uh, uh, liking baseball was the World Series every year, 77 and 78, with Reggie Jackson and uh, just some of some of the great teams there as well. And uh, that era was great. And then, and then, unfortunately, the 80s, they had some good teams in the 80s, but baseball did not have the playoff format as they do now. Otherwise, the Yankees would have been in the playoffs, I would have say, four or five times in the 1980s as well. And when I think of 1980s Yankees baseball, you know who I think of mostly? Number 23, oh. Don Mattingly. Yeah, I was just going to say him. Yeah, he was amazing. He, uh, I, you know, he kind of got unfortunate with the seasons that he played because the team wasn't that good. But if you look back at his career, his last season was the first season that the dynasty made the playoffs. And he was a big part of that, teaching the young kids everything and, and, and being a leader, of course. Since I got you on here for a few more minutes, thoughts on Derek Jeter? Derek Jeter is the GOAT. Not, not quite the GOAT, but he's the captain. He's the man. I mean, that is a multiple World Series champion right there. I believe he won six or four. Four, five, or six. Five. I, I got to look at five. Five, yeah. five, which is He's still impressive. You know, over 3,000 hits. Great defender at shortstop. Not, you know, he had some bad seasons at short, but overall, very good defender. I think he, um, you know, he definitely gets his respect in the Yankees fan base, but might be a little underappreciated in the MOB as a whole, just because, like, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't like the most talented player, but he was a flat out winner. And, and an amazing captain, one of the greatest Yankees of all time. I have him on my, on my Mount Rushmore for sure. And uh, who are some of your other favorite Yankees? Right now, my favorite two Yankees. This might be a basic answer. I live and die by Garrett Cole. I love Garrett Cole. That is like my guy. He pitches tonight. I'm fired up for it. Like when people say bad things about Garrett Cole, 
that's like something that really bothers me. And I, and I don't get mad very often, but when people talk bad about Garrett Cole, I actually get mad. And then Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is, yeah. he's the leader. He's the captain right now. He's the heart and soul of the Yankees, the heart and soul basically of the MOB. So those are my two favorites, but I, I, I love the whole team. I love Judge, all my Judge reminds me of Jeter, not just because he's a winner, but just yeah. his work ethic and his demeanor just reminds me so much of uh, the captain, Derek Jeter. Yeah, I mean, he, he presents himself in such a perfect way on and off the field. You, you could see it on the field. He plays catch with the fans all the time. He's always going up. Like Anthony Volpe, he bought him a suit. He's own, always going up to Volpe, making him feel comfortable. And then off the field, his answers to the media are perfect. He never talks about himself. He always appreciates his teammates. He is, you know, he's built to play for the New York Yankees. He is the model. Definitely. And I just got a couple more quick questions for you and we'll wrap this up. Uh, ben, I could talk to you for two, three hours, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on today as well. Uh, you already mentioned your internship with Sirius XM Radio. How did this come about and uh, what's it like working with Fight Nation? I don't know a lot about Fight Nation. Yeah, so it came out. I think something that really helped me was reaching out to the hiring manager, David Serraro. I'm not sure if, if that's ultimately what got me the job, but I think that's something that really helped me. And, and as I preached before, reaching out and networking with people. So, you know, I applied, I reached out, and I was lucky enough to get an interview. And I think I presented myself in a very good way, obviously, because I'm just, just being myself. And I think my personality helps. Um, and then working with Fight Nation for these past two weeks and for the next eight weeks, it's been awesome. Everybody has been extremely welcoming, extremely nice. And, um, you know, as I said before, I'm, I'm definitely learning a lot about what goes into, you know, a channel, a radio station every single day from producing to writing down a show rundown, you know, when do you want to bring in callers? What angles do you want to take certain topics? And it, it just everything that you learn on the post-production side with cutting clips and how do you want to present the station in different shows on Twitter. So it's been great so far. I really enjoy it. And Fight Nation might not be a, a station that uh, might be like nationally recognized, but it definitely has a great audience and great fan base with wrestling fans, MMA fans and boxing fans. And I love being a part of the team. And one thing, too, is when you start a new career, any new career, especially in the media, uh, everybody always looks at the money aspect of it. But I look at it as when you're starting brand new, you need to get you need to get experience and skills. And to me, getting experience and skills uh, in a new career is just as important as money. Obviously, eventually, that's the end goal, getting paid for this. But I think what you're doing, Ben, is the right way of going. Yeah, 100%. And there's different types of skills, right? You could have a ton of skills on Adobe Audition, cutting audio clips. You could have skills on Premiere Pro, cutting video clips, but also just, you know, human skills. How do you talk to people? How do you talk to callers? You know, how do you try to bring on guests or communicate your ideas to a host or your ideas to producers to make things better? So all different skills are learned through internships and through jobs, but and they're all important and in their own way. Absolutely. All right, and I'm just going to wrap it up with just a couple quick more questions. Uh, since I have you on here, Ben, what are your thoughts quickly on the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals? And uh, 
when I think of the 2023 NFL season, you're going to hate me. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but I do think the New York Jets will be improved with Aaron Rodgers as well. Yeah. Well, first off, I'll say these are great questions, Chris. I'm really enjoying this. So I'll start off with my New York Jets. They are no doubt going to be improved. You already hear about it with Aaron Rodgers in the locker room, quizzing his teammates, just making the whole program better. Like Aaron Rodgers is not just great on the field, but he changes the whole culture and he makes everybody a winner just, just by his presence and what he does on and off the field. So I think my Jets are going to be very, very good. They're going to win over 10 games. They're going to make the playoffs for the first time in 12 seasons. And they have Super Bowl aspirations. Do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? I have my doubts because of how good the AFC is with the Chiefs, with the Bengals, with the Bills. And there might be another surprise team, maybe the Ravens. will get back to how they were just a few seasons ago. But they're definitely going to make the playoffs. And for the first time, basically, in my lifetime, as a Jets fan, I'm going into a season with legit Super Bowl hopes. And I'm extremely, extremely excited about that and to watch one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time wear a Jets jersey. And I know a lot of people might want to say, well, Brett Favre did the same thing. I don't really care. I'm not thinking about that. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Jets, and that makes me happy every single morning when I wake up. My thoughts on the NBA Finals, I think they've been amazing. You have a team like the Heat that came in. Nobody thought they were even going to win the first round and beat the Bucs. They have multiple undrafted players. But it's a great example, and it's another example of how when you actually build a team from the ground up with a great GM, a great owner in Pat Riley, a great head coach with Eric Spolstra, and you have an actual like team that is a well-oiled machine you can be anybody and that will always win in sports over teams that are run by superstar players and teams that are only run by two or three players i think it's been an awesome ride and you could say the same exact thing in hockey hockey is a totally different game because it's not superstar driven it is but you really have to have a team and that always shows every year but going back to the nba it's been awesome I think the Nuggets are going to win in six games. They're I agree. They play tonight. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to win tonight. I think they do. I think the Nuggets are going to win in six games. And when you look at the Nuggets, you just got to be so happy for Jokic. He's finally getting like all the attention. This guy's been the best player in the league for the past three seasons. But everybody has always said other people. Everybody has never put their respect on the Nuggets, including myself at times. So, you know, I'll be honest there. But this is a team that was really started and built years ago, like five, six years ago with Michael Malone, Jamal Murray, drafting Nikola Jokic. So it's just a great story, just like the Warriors dynasty, you know, yeah. building it your own way instead of bringing in superstars. So that's really what I love about this year's NBA Finals. Just two great overall teams. And um, the series has been a lot of fun. I'm not even a huge basketball fan myself, but I've watched every game of the finals and I've I've really enjoyed it. And then the Stanley uh, Cup. Yeah. No, the Stanley Cup has been amazing as well. That game last night, game three, it was a must win for the Panthers. I bet on Absolutely. the Panthers. And that is what makes the NHL playoffs amazing. You have a guy like Matthew Kachuk who gets injured, comes back. A guy like Matthew Kachuk who has scored the biggest goals of the postseason you know, he, he's been unbelievable. He has scored more clutch goals than like any player has in the past like five years for the Panthers. 
getting the game-winning goal to advance them to the cup and then getting the tying goal. Then they end up winning in overtime. I still think Vegas wins the series, either six or seven, probably six. But both the NBA and NHL have been amazing. And I hope they have, you know, that the matchups have attracted a lot of new fans because these are teams that haven't really been in the spotlight before. And I think that's great for both leagues. Absolutely. I, I agree with you on the Nuggets over the Heat in six. And uh, one of the Nuggets is uh, Jamal Murray, who's from Kitchener, Ontario, which is 15 minutes from where I live. He's the first wow. he is the first player ever from Kitchener, Ontario, which is a hockey town, hockey city. They have a junior A team called the Kitchener Rangers, which were originally a part of the New York Rangers back in the 60s and 70s. So Jamal her, uh, Murray is a, a local kid, so and he's a good guy. He hasn't forgot where he came from, so I'm rooting for him. And uh, Matthew Kachuk, he played his OHL hockey, the Ontario Hockey League, which is a, a feeder developmental league for the NHL, with the London Knights under Dale Hunter, who's an NHL legend, and he won a Memorial Cup there. He was a winner in junior A hockey, and he's a winner in the NHL. And uh, it, it, I love seeing these young hockey players players here because you can see who's going to make it or who's not and uh, I'm just happy for the Jamal Murray too because uh, I think he's one of the best players in the league and the last couple of years he had injuries as well yeah he's a straight up baller he was making big time shots over and big time shots in game three and it's funny you mentioned Kitchener Ontario my brother actually lived there for one what? summer because he he had an internship in Canada so so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a great city. It's a hockey city. But also, by the way, everybody talks about the States and basketball. But after the States, Canada is number, now the number two country in the world for basketball players. Because everyone thinks Canada, hockey, obviously, hockey, lacrosse. But now basketball is taken over in this country as well. Wow, that's surprising. I thought Spain or, you know, those European countries, Italy, yeah. France, they have yeah. some really good leagues and some really good talent. Yeah. But that's great to hear. Yeah, and, and another thing is because basketball is a lot more affordable for kids to play than yeah. hockey. It's expensive to get kids into hockey, and, and I'm assuming in the States as well. Yeah, it's a fortune. <laughs> it is that I wish I got into it sooner. I actually played my sophomore year at college, but the only reason I was able to play is because I got a whole bunch of free gear. And yeah, it, it's a really hard entry sport, but... I think it's an it's an amazing sport. It's my my two favorite sports are hockey and football. I just I'm obsessed with them. Hockey, football, and now for me, lacrosse. Uh, the indoor lacrosse they call it box lacrosse, and they do do have a team in New York City called the New York Riptide, and uh, I, I really hope it does work out for that league as well. Yeah, uh, lacrosse, indoor lacrosse is kind of a combination of hockey and basketball. And uh, if you ever get a check, ever get a chance to check out the league, uh, check out the NationalLacrosseLeague.com. All right, I'll make sure to check it out. Definitely, and we'll wrap this up. Um, any advice for those who are watching or listening to this show, uh, looking to pursue a career in the media industry, Ben, in either radio or TV? And again, where can my audience uh, follow you on social media and your website? And just quick thoughts on the Penn State Nittany uh, Lions, uh, the varsity teams quickly. <laughs> All right, I'll answer uh, the latest thing that you said. Penn State football is going to go 11-1 and next season and they will make the college football playoffs. And then if they don't, then the season after in 2024, 
then they will make the college football playoffs. Right now, at this current moment, in this time frame between when the, they won the Rose Bowl and when the 2024 season ends, this is the greatest time to, well, actually, before the Rose Bowl game started to after 2024 season ends, this is the greatest time to be a Penn State football fan. They are loaded with talent. They get insane recruits every single year. Shout out James Franklin. And they have Drew Aller, who, although he hasn't started a game, is one of the most talented quarterbacks that Penn State has ever had. So I have really, really high hopes and expectations for Penn State. And it, it is just, it's been a great time to be a student. My advice for people looking to pursue a career in the media industry, either radio or TV, like I preached a few times already, reach out to people. Chris, you said you did that and it really helped you. So there's one example, it really helped myself. Um, you just never know, you know, what one connection or one conversation can lead to. And then also just start doing, right? I started creating content. I've always, you know, before I started TikTok, I was always like, well, I want people to know me. I want to create. And then I just started and now I love it. I think once you start and once you get the ball rolling and you understand, you know, how to edit or the ideas come to your mind and you just get yourself out there, whether that's Twitter or TikTok, um, then it's going to be easier to do every single day. And then everybody can find me Twitter at Ben Wasserman for I see it's been floating on the bottom there. My Instagram is at Ben dot Wasserman underscore and then TikTok at Ben the sports guy. And I do have a website. If you go to my LinkedIn, that's probably the easiest way to find it. My website is like a Weebly website. So the URL link is pretty long. But if you go to my LinkedIn, it's uh, it's featured right there. But once again, Chris, thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed this conversation. Absolutely. By the way, you're going to boo me. I'm a Michigan Wolverines fan. So uh, we'll be playing. I will be playing you again this year. And uh, with yeah. Michigan, it's like we, our championship is basically beating Ohio State. But unfortunately, I would like as a Wolverines fan, I would like more than that. But I'm looking forward to the college football season. The Canadian Football League's already started up. And of course, the NFL starts up in July. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. But Ben, uh, I'm going to let you go. But I was going to say I'd love to have you on as a guest again in the future and maybe you could be my uh, New York Yankees insider as well. Oh, I love the sound of that. Thank you again. Ben, thank you so much and if you give me a little bit about uh, time this afternoon I will have this episode downloaded to my audio platforms and I will send you a copy of it as well. Awesome. I'll make sure to share it. Thank you so much, Ben. Have a great day and we'll definitely keep in touch on social media. Yeah, for sure. Enjoy your day and go you Yankees. Too. Thank you. That was Ben Wasserman, guys, for uh, episode 285. Again, he's a, create, a content creator like myself. He is a host of the Ben Wasserman uh, podcast show, and he's also now a serious XM intern uh, working with Fight Nation as well. Huge Yankee fan, huge sports fan, and uh, I want to say thank you to Ben for coming on today as well on Season 6, Episode 10 of Live with CDP. Sports Talk on this Friday, June 9th. 2023. Before we wrap up this show, guys, I'm just going to show you a clip of my interview uh, from two weeks ago with CFL Hall of Famer and all-time Argo great Mike Pinball Clements, courtesy of my YouTube channel, Chris Palme. Please subscribe. Hey guys, it's Chris Palme here at the University of Guelph Alumni 
stadium where the Grey Cup champion Toronto Argonauts are holding training camp again. And I have a very special guest with me this morning. He is a seven-time Grey Cup champion, and he's a CFL Hall of Famer, and you guys all know him as number 31, Mike Pinball Clement. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing? Oh, doing great, Chris. How are you today? Doing well. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, I just want a quick thoughts on the uh, 2022 team last year and uh, the playoff run against Montreal and winning that Grey Cup against Winnipeg and Regina. Well, you know, they said if what you did yesterday still sounds good to you today, then you haven't done much today. Right. So what we're to do is ahead of us. But we want to applaud just one more one more round of applause for uh, that 2022 team that that took it all the way, took the next step. 2021, uh, we hosted the Eastern final, but weren't able to get there. 2022, um, you know, we, we, we just had this, the, the season um, that, that, that you desire to have when there's nothing else that can be done in that year because you've done it all. You've won the championship. And so we want to really, there, there are uh, several guys uh, that were with us a, a year ago that are no longer with us. So we want a, a big thank you, big big shout out to all, all of those players and then to the returning players uh, as they are reporting uh, back to camp. The, ve the veterans are reporting tomorrow. Uh, we just uh, want to salute them uh, and, uh, and thank them, but say, hey, listen, we got to keep moving forward. Um, I was going to say a quick thoughts on McLeod Bustle Thompson, and now Chad Kelly's taken over the reins as quarterback of the Toronto Argonauts. But McLeod is um, not just a tremendous quarterback, but a tremendous person. To know this guy is to love him. And uh, so he did such an incredible job, and it's so important to him. It means so much. And as you see, Chad uh, Kelly come behind him, right? You you can you can feel some of the energy uh, that he possessed. But but Chad has a different kind of energy. He is more excitable. He has uh, got maybe um, the, the, he, he has this this almost um, childlike approach at times. You know, we we, we talk about that energy. Some, sometimes it, it, it's 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 great to be childlike not childish yes. right and, and he has that childlike quality in him and he makes everybody around him uh just excited and, and uh, uh enthusiastic with that uh, has a tremendous tremendous amount of talent we saw that in the great cup uh scored the last 10 points of the game uh and uh um hey uh we we're, we're so excited to see where this goes because uh both of those guys are tremendous leaders tremendous uh athletes tremendous players and uh now we see which way you know how things go and and uh and as we do that right uh it, it's not say oh can he do it or not no he can do it right it's our job to make sure that we put all the things around him to make him successful what what did you think of the off-season moves at your free agent signings and keeping the core together and also the CFL draft adding to your team? How difficult is it to try to keep a defending Grey Cup champion coaching staff and roster in place nowadays? Uh, well, when you when you think of um, bringing our, our entire coaching staff back uh, and the number of changes that had occurred in the last couple of years, the the, uh, the previous staff when we came in and, and um, we we didn't um, uh, we only renewed one of them and that's that's uh, Kevin Ivan or only one of them chose to to be back and and uh, that combination there uh, and then. Uh, um, 
after the 2021 season, uh, we had about half of our staff. Uh, then this year, all of our staff has remained in play, and and that's something that 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 really um, creates a continuity. It solidifies us uh, as a ball club in terms of. Um, our players coming in and being in familiar territory, the number of guys uh, that we've brought back, and and then the excitement around a few of the new guys. Um, we're going to have a really, really solid football team. Okay, and uh, I'm going to wrap this up in a minute, Mike. Uh, what what what's your thoughts on the 150th anniversary of this great franchise, and also the 40th anniversary of that '83 Grey Cup team that brought back? the Grey Cup to Toronto for the first time in 31 years, which I got to see with my uh, late father. And uh, it was an 18 to 17 win over BC on a Cedric Mentor touchdown at the end of the game. Mm, well, I have to bow there, right? Because 1873, right? 1873 uh, was our start. That's when we were, we were really originally a rowing team uh, that played rugby during the off season to stay in shape. And there's only a couple of years in the 1890s that we didn't take the field um, other than the war years and the pandemic, right? And, and that was because all of the rowers had pulled muscles, right? And so when you think about the history, the amount of history, and that 83 team is probably the most historic, the 31-year drought uh, from 52 to 83, and the, the fandom, the glory uh, that we found in that victory, uh, it's important for us now to just uh, keep keep that energy and keep moving on and to have to be able to get to 150 years, you got to do a lot of things right. Definitely. And I'm so happy you guys went back to this boat logo. I grew up with that. It reminds me of my dad as well. Now, uh, Mike, for someone who's never been to an Argos game or a CFL fan quickly, what would you tell them why they should come down to a game at BMO Field or even the preseason game here? June 1st at 7 o'clock against Ottawa Alumni Stadium here in Guelph. Uh, to go to an Argos game is to find a friend, not just one, but a whole stadium full of it. It is the camaraderie, the energy, all of those things that you get when you play the game, not to mention the most exciting game there is. Okay, Mike, I want to say thank you so much for doing this, and uh, I want to wish you and the Toronto Argonauts all the best in trying to to repeat as Grey Cup champions for the first time since 96-97, which were you're a part of that team as well. And uh, that team was uh, pretty darn special too, uh, with Doug Flutie and the late Don Matthews and, and all the great players on there. I want to say, Mike, you, Mike, thank you so much for doing this. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs>
break up to make up as well. So I hope you guys can tune in to season six, episode 11, this Sunday night at six o'clock with Chelsea Ray as well. Also, guys, the CFL is back. Uh, last night, the CFL, speaking of CFL, uh, the BC Lions went into Calgary, McMahon Stadium, and defeated the Calgary Stampeders 25-15. to And then we've got three more games this week. Hamilton at Winnipeg tonight at 8.30 on TSN. Saturday, Ottawa at Montreal, 7 p.m. on TSN. And Sunday, Saskatchewan and Edmonton at 7 p.m. as well. The Toronto Argonauts are on a bye week, and the Argonauts will open up their Grey Cup defense and their home opener and regular season opener on Sunday, June 18th at 7 p.m. at BMO Field in Toronto. If you can't get down to the game, you can watch it on TSN or listen to it on TSN 1050 with Mike Hogan, the longtime voice of the Argonauts. And if you want to get down to an Argos game, go on argonauts.ca. It's a beautiful stadium, a beautiful um, area, and uh, the Argonauts are going to look like a team that's going to try to uh, compete for the Grey Cup again this year as well. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up this show shortly. I'm just going to put that on the ticker here, and uh, just bear with me. Okay, guys, live with CDP Sports Talk, also a weekly in sports and entertainment talk show hosted by Chris Pame. Yours truly is on weeknights at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, the home of Southern sports and talk, the heartbeat of Atlanta. And let's see, guys, just one second. And also, Live with CDP Sports Talk is always live streamed on these platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn. I want to say thank you, everybody, today for watching this show with Ben Wasserman on my live stream as well. My website, guys, if you want to check it out, uh, beacons.ai slash Chris D. Palme. All my uh, digital content and previous podcast episodes are on this website as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk is sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned vehicles or give them a call at 519-824-0210 or email them at info at barrycullen.com. Speaking of Barry Cullen Chevrolet, uh, spring into summer at Barry Cullen Chevrolet, 3.99% financing for up to 60 months on a 23 Blazer, Traverse, Equinox, and uh, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select SUVs. Again, check them out at Barry Collin Chevrolet. And I'm still enjoying my 2023 Chevy Trailblazer RS model as well, sold to me by Nathan uh, Lottie as well. You guys can also, everyone can follow me if you wish on TikTok at Live with CDP. I'm a content creator there and I post a lot of uh, player and coaches interviews there as well on TikTok at Live with CDP on TikTok. StreamYard is the official live stream provider of Live with CDP Sports Talk. If you're into webinars or podcasting such as myself, check out StreamYard.com as well. And finally, Live with CDP Sports Talk, the audio version is available on these platforms. iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, 
CastBox, LinkedIn, Stitcher, and tuned in. And again, weeknights at 8 p.m. on WQE 99.1 FM and Metro Atlanta as well. And that's about it, guys. Uh, oh, b- before we wrap this up, guys, again, uh, the Canadian Football League is also bringing its brand of high-scoring, fast-paced football to CBS Sports Network, CBS NN, that's CBSSN. Uh, the 24-hour cable home of CBS Sports Network uh, will carry this year 34 CFL games in the United States as well as part of a new uh, multi-year deal with the CFL. So that is great news as well. So guys, I hope you guys, uh, I hope everybody has a great afternoon, great weekend and enjoy the CFL game tonight between the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Winnipeg at eight 30. And also again, live with CDP sports talk season six, episode 11, this Sunday night, uh, June 11th at 6 PM with Chelsea Ray country singer, songwriter based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Again, I want to say thank you to my guest, Ben Walsman, for coming on here today. And if you guys can give me about 15, 20 minutes, I will have this episode downloaded to all my audio platforms as well. I hope everybody has a great afternoon, great evening, and we'll see you Sunday night at 6 o'clock for the next edition of Live with CDP Sports Talk, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet, and weeknights at 8 o'clock on WQEE 99.1 FM. Have a great afternoon, everybody, and uh, we'll see you Sunday night at 6 o'clock. We'll be right back.